0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. My name is Ashley Lowe Blassingame, and I am your host. Today, we have Pat W., a friend of mine who was born and raised in Pasadena, California. He would describe himself as a passionate cyclist, runner, photographer, and book nerd. Pat has been seeking and living in recovery since May 8th of 2001 and has an incredible story about living through dynamic health issues as a child, which largely contributed to his substance use as a teen and into adulthood. Those of you who do not know much about Tourette's syndrome, we get to hear about what life was like with Pat and his Tourette's and how drugs and alcohol helped him make his way through that, but then they became the problem. So... Please check out my friend, you know him as Pat W, episode 30. Let's do this. Pat, welcome to the booth. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's
1: a fancy booth.
0: Thank you. Very fancy. Uh,
1: we, like it. Um, I'm it impressed.
0: Dis- it, it started out as this cardboard. Mm. We took some Amazon boxes, and we made this cardboard. What do we call it? A foam shack. You
1: found something to do, like when you buy a pencil and they send you a giant, a box, giant box. A giant box. Yeah. Pencil? We took all
0: those giant boxes awesome. and we cut and we made this like what we called a shack, but it was and we put the soundproofing stuff in it. And then I would put my head in this box <laughs> and talk into You're the microphone. Of this? Yeah, we had photos oh, somewhere. That's awesome. <laughs> and, like talking to the microphone, but the air conditioning was so loud oh, from the awesome. building. So my neighbor, I was oh. like, Do you think that there's any way he's in construction? Do you think there's any you could like build a wall and a thing and anyway like this happened and this cool. booth he built and um, great yeah so that's how it came to be I like be. that story
1: progress not perfection yeah exactly right? what S- ser-
0: serious serious upgrade Yeah. so wow it's been so long okay so we met back in 2000 I want to say nine
1: was it Brandon that brought us together yeah a long time ago yeah we used
0: to go to I want to call it Ohio Street, but that's almost yes. is oh, it?
1: I think it's Ohio Street. One of those meetings out there, yeah.
0: Yeah. So like the young people's, and that was mm-hmm. that was fun. Those were mm-hmm. fun years. Yeah, it was
1: great. Yeah I, yeah. I
0: talk about those years a lot about like being young and recovery and like
1: no responsibilities. Being in,
0: yeah, no responsibilities. <laughs> being in Southern California yeah, and like yeah. how much fun that was. Yeah,
1: it was cool. There how, was a big community. There, it was a huge. really. Yeah. I, I've been thinking a lot about that, like the community aspect and how like. I think that humans are all very social people, whether or not we want to be. Mm. E- like even when we're avoiding people and isolating <laughs> totally. ourselves, we're still in relation to other people yep. by trying to avoid yep. them. We're still thinking about them all the mm-hmm. time.
0: In the act of avoidance. Right,
1: exactly. And so it's, yeah, that community was amazing. I don't know that I would have made it if I didn't have the community yeah. of wild
0: yeah. To- so, like, I always talk about that. How, like, I got sober at nineteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was twenty.
0: Yeah. So we're,
1: we're babies. Oh my god, we're babies. Oh
0: god. <laughs> and so I needed yeah. to be wild and yeah. twenty and crazy and like do all that stuff. Yeah. But I also needed to not kill myself with drugs and alcohol. Totally. And so I needed a group of people who were doing that, that community. Yeah. And I was given the mm. space
1: mm. somehow. Safe space. Yeah.
0: I was given the safe space to like do all that stuff. I don't even know what we did. We just we went to conventions. Mm-hmm. We stayed up till four in the morning. Mm-hmm. We were we were disorderly without mm-hmm. being drunk. Mm-hmm. We loitered at restaurants till 2 in the morning. Yeah, so much loitering. loitering. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and just like we had – I don't know. It was really like a really fun – It was amazing. Yeah, we had a really good time.
1: It's what I always wanted when I was kind of getting loaded.
0: Right, totally. Totally. Totally, but we were so like just completely obliterated that Mm -hmm. you couldn't actually interact Mm -hmm. or like connect with people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was really all the – it was – you know, it felt like like – you, we got all the like, it was like kind of like 902 and in the sense that we were. Like you got all the drama of being in high school, uh-huh. but we were actually in our twenties, you know? Like mm-hmm. the actors are actually in their twenties. Yeah. So we're just reliving yeah. mm-hmm. the high school experience of like, but we made it much more fun. And so no we were basically
1: involved. a lot of the, the creepy older people yeah, yeah, exactly. that, that go to the high school parties? That's
0: pretty much yeah. we were the creepy Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool.
1: cool. I'll take it, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so okay, where did you grow up?
1: Pasadena, California. I lived there for thirty six years. Wow. Yeah, I love Pasadena.
0: Thirty six years. Mm-hmm. You're not old enough to live there for 36 years?
1: I go back in time sometimes. No, I'm I'm 38. I just turned 38 back in February um
0: happy birthday in february almost 39 it's, february
1: soon uh, yeah yeah maybe just isn't the right word mm-hmm. I, I didn't just turn 38 <laughs> i have had a lot of coffee like i said <laughs> um so, so yeah i'm 38 i was born at a very young age in pasadena you were
0: born at a young <laughs> age.
1: very young age i was
0: born at a young age too we have that in common that's
1: awesome bonding yep and and uh, and uh <laughs>
0: similarities <laughs>
1: oh, we're making her laugh a lot <laughs> and 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 um yeah i lived there until I was 14, and then I went to this amazing school called Midland in Los Olivos, which mm-hmm. is like the mountains. You know where that is? I
0: know where in Los Olivos yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So there's nobody in Los Olivos. Is
0: Midland the boarding school?
1: Yeah, the ranch out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it was this 2,800 acre ranch in the mountains. Oh my God. And there was, like 100 kids, and it was co ed, and it was Send crazy. Me. It was awesome. It was amazing. And I hated it because I was 14. Th- I, did, I didn't hate it. I, I, I just hated existence because I was 14. Right. And uh, I go back a lot and I visit a lot there, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and so that was six weeks on there and one week in Pasadena. And that kind of was cool because it taught me at a young age that there's spaces outside of right. where I'm living. Right. You know? Like really quiet spaces. Like if I don't want to live in the city, I don't have to. It's kind of a privilege to be introduced to that because a lot of people don't have enough money to be able to – Kind of realize that they can like yeah, uh, get, that like, there's
0: something beyond yeah
1: yeah yeah. So I'm really super grateful for that yeah. So but, your
0: parents married
1: Mm-hmm. S- still married so. I think forty seven. Years of marriage, I think. Wow. Huge number like that. Huge I can't even count that high. Yeah. Really. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So they're married a real long time. Long time. And do you have any siblings?
1: A little sister.
0: Okay. Yeah. And what's the uh, what's the age gap?
1: Uh, 36. So she's two years younger. Okay. We're super tight now. Awesome. I was a cr- terrible brother for a long time. I,
0: think, I pretty much think all siblings, yeah. I don't know, very few siblings yeah. don't torture each other. Mm-hmm. So, and what were your parents like when you were growing up, like before 14?
1: existence was hard because I had Tourette's right so we had this family system that was very we did the best that we could with what we had but it was like wildly dysfunctional because I couldn't talk so Tourette's showed up in me as a stutter
0: Okay, so talk a little bit about Tourette. Mm -hmm. So like what most people know Tourette's as is like what Hollywood put. Yeah, from the movies. Yeah, 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 from the movies of. It's funny
1: in the movies. It's not funny when you actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and what's
0: interesting is everyone I've ever known who's had or let me say this differently. I've never known anyone who had Mm. Tourette's where they yelled something funny, which really I would like. But <laughs> um, you know, like, but nobody I've, I, yeah. I don't know where they got that right. because I've never have you. Do you? Yeah,
1: no, I actually have. Oh, so you have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it shows up in many different ways. Okay. Like okay. sometimes it's a tick. Sometimes it has nothing to do with saying or, or, or shouting things. It's usually what is it? it it's I, I don't I don't know exactly. I don't want to uh, kind of misrepresent it. So I could share what it was like for me, for sure. Sure, but but and in other people, it's usually a tick that comes when you're under a huge amount of right. stress. Right, 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 right. And so that can be. It sometimes goes hand in hand in hand with OCD. Okay. So so, I so I had very minor OCD. Okay. When I had Tourette's, like if I itched the right side of my face, I would have to do the left. Okay. Um, it wasn't like, you know, I, I I really feel for the people that have to deal with this, but it wasn't like the type of thing where you have to wash your hands five times before you leave the house with a new bar of soap every single time, right? right. It, it, it gets re- super debilitating, yeah. really, yeah. really, really dark. I didn't get it that bad. So Tourette's showed up in me in the way of a stutter. I don't remember not having it, but I don't know that I was born with it.
0: Interesting. Um, okay.
1: So I have no idea. You, you when, know,
0: how old were you when, you when they noticed?
1: I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I never asked that. But it, there were certain letters and certain words that I would get hooked on. And it sometimes pops out when I'm really, really, really nervous. It, it's more than a common stutter. Like I've said to, uh, to people that I have Tourette's and it used to show up as a stutter. And people would be like, oh, I stutter too. It's like, I appreciate that. Yeah. However, it's not. It's kind of like when somebody, you know, I read an essay by this amazing guy, Julian Barnes, this really great writer. And he wrote this beautiful essay about losing his wife and how he would, you know, open up and tell people that sometimes and people and people would be like, yeah, I I, I lost a dog a few years ago as a way of trying, trying to, re- to relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I appreciate it. Yeah. However, yeah. just don't say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: I appreciate, like, totally. I totally appreciate that that's a very yeah. difficult thing for you. Like,
1: yeah. I totally yeah. ain't. And they're doing it out of love. Out of they, love. They are and, doing it out of love and, and they, they are doing it. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and they... Feel like it's helpful. And I'm sure I've done it. I'm I'm sure I've done it too. Yeah. Somebody might be listening to this and be like, that guy has done the same thing to me. Right, right. I'm sorry. But (laughs) um, yeah, so it's different. Like I couldn't, I actually couldn't hold full conversations with people because it happened so much. And so back in the day when I was a kid, it felt like. It would come up when I was nervous, but I had such wild anxiety issues that it was all the time.
0: Right. Because, you know, it's going to happen. So then that makes you nervous about trying. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a self-fulfilling. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 And so school was hard. I went to a school in Pasadena where I mean school. So I graduated high school in 1999 and I've been studying education for years And the whole scholastic institution didn't know what to do really with kids that weren't ideal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, people say that I don't want to open up this Pandora's box. So I'll just kind of leave this claim where it is. And people are welcome to call me or email me about it. But, (laughs) uh, um, you know, people say that the school system is broken. And I totally disagree. I think it is. I think it works exactly for what it was made for, but it's <laughs> right. to serve a very specific type of person and it continues to do that. But a lot of people are left very underserved. So it's not that it's broken, it just needs an overhaul. Mm-hmm. Um or or to be left in the dust and something else needs to be made in its You work. have
0: to study where yeah. and how it ha- how it was, totally. was created totally. in order to right. understand right. That it's that what you're saying, like that it's right. not broken. No. Because it's not based on, you know, the, the industrial revolution and like yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was meant for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's serving the same purpose yeah. it did. Very well. Extremely well. Yeah, that well. same yeah. purpose.
1: And a lot of people get really hurt. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
0: that was kind totally. of part of it, right? Totally. So, like, yeah, I, 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 I get that.
1: So I didn't have a language to speak to my parents about what was going on with me. My parents never had a footing it's it felt i should say i'm not speaking for them i'm speaking about them and i love them to death so i really kind of respect them in saying this like they it it seems like they didn't know what to do with somebody with uh the issues that i had and like honestly i i i would be just as confused if I had a kid with the same problems. And so I would try to speak to them uh, about what's going on with me, and I would not know how to name the feelings and the emotions. And sometimes I couldn't physically say the words. And they were doing the best that they could with what they had, but they were trying to create a big, amazing, beautiful life for me and my sister to have all of the opportunities that we have. So they were very kind of super busy doing their thing, and it exploded a lot of the time. Uh, I remember asking to go... So memories are fallible, by the way. I'm going to say that because I'm going to talk a lot about memories. So uh, if I miss say a memory or if I – I'm only speaking about my memories. And sometimes that's not actually what happened. It's a really interesting thing to investigate Mm -hmm. that stuff. I remember asking my parents, can I go to boarding school because I cannot communicate with them. I I couldn't talk to them without yelling. That's what it felt like. Mm. Like we – our communication broke down so – terribly that I didn't feel safe at home. I didn't feel safe at school. I was getting bullied like crazy all over schools. Um, I got pulled out of this really good school that I was going to, to go into these more liberal, uh, some might say hippy dippy. I say hippy dippy. I am quite a hippy dippy guy, so I honor that. Mm -hmm. and And I love that I say that about myself and I live that kind of lifestyle. But I got the opportunity to go to schools like that. At those schools, I still felt alone. I had a supernatural ability. Some people might relate to this. I had a supernatural ability to be in a group of people that really cared about me. And the more people that showed up and said that they cared about me, the more alone I felt. (laughs) It had had this wild opposite reaction. Um, And, yeah. And it was really hard being me as a kid. And so.
0: But you, so you went to these schools.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no. Um, But so. This, after going to that amazing boarding school that I told you about, yeah. I spent two years there and then I was still having the same problems, these communication problems with kids and, and I couldn't find my fellows. And so we found a school for kids with learning disabilities Okay, and it was the savior. It was, it was amazing. But what they did at that school and it seems like what they did at the time in schools is they would put... All kids with disabilities in the same school, right. which is a problem. right?
0: right? <laughs> Not so the same disability.
1: crazy, wild things would happen. But I got um, amazing opportunities. I, d- I didn't know how to talk and explain things. and I, That actually inspired me to pick up a camera when I was about 13 and sh- start shooting photography. I still do it a lot now. But I felt like through photography, it was the only way to actually tell the stories that I was trying to tell. And I couldn't physically do it. With my mouth, with words, so i i, I mean that 's kind of specifically why I have no interest in making money off of it it 's a really personal right, right, right. kind of experience for me to do photography like I just shot my friend 's wedding a few weeks ago, uh, specifically because I love her a lot and I love her husband a lot, and so I told the story of that right and didn 't pay me for it it 's just something that I
0: wanted to do kind of yeah.
1: wanted to do, and that kind of i I do things now to honor. What it was like being a kid and only having that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't, you know, we don't uh, regret the past. No, do we shut the door on it? Like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. How
0: did you, I mean, your speech is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I would never, like I. You
1: can say perfect. It's okay. I'll take yeah, it. Okay. It's perfect. <laughs> um,
0: what, what uh, how did, how did that school, did that take you? No. Did, no.
1: I started smoking weed. And as soon as I started getting loaded, it just went away. It was crazy. literally
0: like you smoked weed and then started talking normally.
1: I don't remember. So, again, this is memories, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember stuttering and having Tourette's when I was doing drugs or drinking.
0: So, like, do you remember what it was like the crazy? first time? you Yeah, that is
1: wild. Um, uh-huh. And also a reason why you wouldn't stop. Oh, I mean, that why is, would I ever stop? I have I've been no, going to therapy and I remember taking medication for it. Like, experimental medication for Tourette's. Yeah. And getting sick. Yeah. And, it, you know, sometimes it would be a bonding experience with me and my dad when he would, like, rub my back and I was throwing up because, like, an allergic reaction to medicines and stuff like that. And then I started doing drugs.
0: Okay. So you smoke. Do you remember the first time you did drugs and you were like...
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: So tell us about, like, the first time and you were like...
1: It was really cute. I was was a teenager and it was in the bushes right outside my house with my two best friends. And it was this... Crappy, hand-carved wooden pipe. Okay. And and I don't think I remember – I don't remember getting high, but I remember – so I remember that it felt like – I say this a lot. I speak at 12-step recovery meetings a lot, actually, and I – it felt like – I mean, so I, I had an inability to process, you know, feelings just because it, it was – like talking was yeah. extraordinarily hard, right? Yeah. And there it it felt like there was no safe space to bring these places. And I was in speech therapy and I and I do think that speech therapy and kind of doing drugs kind of help help this. I'm not a professional, so I'm not making a professional, yeah. claim, but that's my experience. Um, and uh, so I rem- it felt like the volume was turned up to 11 on all of my emotions mm-hmm. And they were just mashing together, and I couldn't decipher between them. And it felt like the weight, it, it, it essentially felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders, and I was trying to breathe through. You know those, those little straws that you mm-hmm. stir coffee with mm-hmm. that we all try to breathe through? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like I had been doing for years. Mm-hmm. That was that that's what it I I know, super emo, I know. I, I did no, listen no. to a lot of Elliot Smith and <laughs> Jeff Buckley and stuff okay. like that. And I still do, they're great. But it, it's you know, it's the gem. If you're an emo kid, you're gonna listen to that stuff. Uh. And 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 um so I uh it felt like the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders and I could like really take a deep breath for the first time. And um it I, I mean, honestly, it was like the best thing that's probably ever happened to me.
0: So you're with your buddies and yeah. like
1: you just and in a bushes.
0: In a bush outside your house yeah. and you just <laughs> and like you start talking and it's gone.
1: No, so I don't know, but that's what it felt like. That's what it right? felt like. Okay. And and I should ask them actually. That would be really interesting. Um, cuz but
0: they were like, "Whoa, it's magic weed." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, when you're 13 or however old we are and yeah. all weed is magic weed, yeah, that's you know? True, I mean? that's it, true. We, and we were probably smoking the worst weed ever oh, just cuz you, you know, you know, you can't find the purple haze when you're 12 or 13 yet. And and um yeah. So the volume on everything turned down and no nothing had ever done that before. And 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 I'd had a lot of opportunities to go to a lot of places and talk to a lot of people that should help. Right. And nothing helped. Right. Right. But that did. And I was all of a sudden I was going to parties and I was hanging out with people. And I was living this life that I thought was only for other people mm. that I would never get. And so the reason that I think that I stopped I either stopped stuttering or it was the beginning of a very quick end to it. Mm-hmm. Is that I know how terrible high school kids are, mm-hmm. for sure. And I would not have been welcomed with open arms into high school cool kids club parties if I were like a stuttering, a twitchy little kid. Like that's kind of real. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah,
1: totally. And so I don't know how it happened. I've been seeing the same therapist. Well, talk about this at some point probably for 19 years I've been seeing the same therapist that's awesome right and we talk about this a lot also like it's not that memories are wrong they're just not the capital T truth yeah you know and, and but it is our truth mm-hmm. you know and and so for me and it's w- the
0: one we react to
1: totally yeah and so when I started doing drugs the Tourette started going away and 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 drinking too I never exclusively did anything right so I never only drank and I never only only did drugs
0: did so? Were your parents like, uh, "What's happening"?
1: Ah, uh, it's another good question. Actually, they—I don't know. I don't know. I would have to hypothesize, but I would assume that it was just a thing that maybe they didn't know enough about Tourette's that they, they thought, thought you were people, growing out of it. Yeah, or something. yeah. Okay, and okay. and I, that that might be a possibility. You know that that's probably a yeah. possibility. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. So I'm not going to say that it is a possibility, but. You know, I know human beings change, brain chemistry changes. And so I would assume, I could be incorrectly assuming, but I would assume that these, I don't even like using the word disorders, but I'm going to use it. Those could probably change and morph as the human being, as the vessel, Mm -hmm. you know, changes in ages. So they might have been thinking that that's what was going on. Yeah. Uh, That's a really good thing to think about though. I don't know. Yeah. And so that's that. And it was amazing and there was no reason for me not to do it all, all the time because it was, it, was, it was what I always wanted. All of the, yeah, it was just, it was spectacular. It was really, it was really nice. I bet. And then it wasn't, you know.
0: So what was the transition? Into bad? Yeah, like what, um, how, how did it fall apart?
1: So I still had an inability to deal with emotions and process emotions. I felt good. And I thought that was the solution. It's a very selfish way to navigate the world. I feel good. It is, therefore, it is the solution. You know what I mean? When I first got into 12-step recovery, when I first got into AA, I, d- I didn't work the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous for a good al- like a good amount of time, right? And it's because I felt way better than I'd ever felt, you know? And I remember sitting in meetings and hearing people say these things of like, oh, recovery and spiritual awakenings and these promises that are read. And I was with friends. I made friends like what we were talking about, right? Like getting wild and staying up late and doing all these things that I wanted to do when I was getting loaded. And I thought, that's that, what, I thought that that is what recovery was. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe people were telling me that that's not what recovery is and it's different than sobriety. You know, like the only requirement for a membership is the desire to stop drinking. But it's definitely not the only requirement. For staying <laughs> over right? For recovery, <laughs> right? 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 And so, like, recovery is change, and recovery is work and change. I it wasn't changing my patterns and my behaviors. I was still acting like a wild alcoholic, but I just didn't have any kind of alcohol or drugs in me.
0: But when you stopped using drugs and alcohol, the Tourette's was still gone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. It, it. I. I mean, my emotions would heighten up again. Anxiety came back. Stuttering came back a little bit. I was honestly really afraid that I was going to turn back into that, uh, scared 12, 13, 14, 11, 10 year old, but I didn't, I still had like really, really bad anxiety issues, but the Tourette's didn't really come, come back that much. And thank God.
0: Yeah. But how interesting.
1: That was terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, it was, I'm forever grateful that it, it happened. Yeah. You know, that I don't have that problem anymore. It's really brutal. I wish words were, you know, I'll talk about it all day long. It's my experience and hopefully someone can hear it and kind of relate to it and understand that they're not alone. But like the thing about experiences is like a lot of the time words aren't created yet that can like really illustrate what an experience is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could tell a story but and talk about a feelings, like name feelings, but it's not. It's an experience. And, but that's also the difference between Sobriety and recovery, right?
0: Well, we talk a lot about, in like in recovery, we talk a lot about this this feeling of like I always felt different, I Mm -hmm. always felt apart, you know, apart from as opposed to a part of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, from as early as whatever, and so we talk about that a lot. That's a common shared thing Mm -hmm. that's experienced. And one of the things that I think happens is like a lot of the time people talk about that. In the context of, I had made that up. I felt apart from, mm-hmm. like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was no. Re- they 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 say that, and there wasn't a distinct reason to mm. feel apart right. apart from. But they they did.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: then I always thought about, but what if you really were different from everyone else?
1: Yeah, right? you know, like I, that's I, I, yeah.
0: that's the alcohol experience. Except that's not an alcoholic experience. That is literally the experience. Mm-hmm. You, that has been created for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's my truth. I, I, 100%. I definitely don't think, and I don't think you're saying this, but, but I don't think that buys me a comfier seat in Alcoholics Anonymous or anything like no, that. No, no. You know what I mean? It's if only. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. The more you suffer, the more you you get a super nice like I
0: really was different. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I I, so the community of Alcoholics Anonymous saved my life. Right. And being a part of that same community, the thing that I love about Alcoholics Anonymous and the thing that I hate about therapy. And and again, I've, I've been going to therapy for my whole life. My recovery is holistic my recovery from alcoholism is based in Alcoholics Anonymous. My recovery from everything else is probably based in therapy. The mm-hmm. problem with therapy is, is it's expensive. <laughs> and therefore, it's not accessible to a lot of people yes. that don't have yes. money. And that makes me really sad. Yeah. for like, There's a lot of people out there that are suffering a lot that could really, really, really use help. Um, there
0: are more and more ways, though. That, there are. That, right. And cheaper and cheaper right. ways. Right. If right. 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 People right. really want right. the help.
1: Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm definitely not saying it's impossible. But you
0: do. Yes, it is. It's it, there is cost because there's expertise.
1: Totally. And rightfully so. Like I, I if I'm trying to fix my my soul, essentially, like if I'm trying to. Like I'm dying, mm-hmm. help me not die. Yep. I want to know that the most professional person's gonna help me. Right. And they've gone through a lot of school and they've spent an absurd amount of money going to school mm-hmm. to be able to help people. They absolutely should get paid a huge amount of money to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a big, <laughs> there's yeah. a big gap between the person's wallet that needs it and them. And a lot of changes are happening. You know, a lot of health insurances pay, for that yeah like you don't have to pay for it it's awesome it's amazing there there are ways there are many 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 different ways i mean i like what line rock does with uh you know recovery too sometimes you can't physically go to a place well
0: and it's also it, it's
1: important it, therapies it, like that now I, I, they do therapy like that
0: now right right it's awesome so i mean we're doing th- that's all that we're you know all of our therapists yeah. are the same thing and yeah. and, and You know, the the thing is that if you remove the overhead, you can charge less. And that's exactly a huge piece of how we're able to charge such a little amount. It's
1: phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. However.
0: But it's you're right. It costs, you know, it's still the truth is it's it's still not accessible to everyone. That is absolute. There's
1: just no one of the things that I found. So I lived in Olympia, Washington for two years and I moved back in June. I I was studying teaching up there and being away from LA for so long and coming back made me realize a lot of things about LA that I was, I was aware of, but I needed to separate myself from it and then come back to see it is that it's, it's incredibly diverse, right? But it's very segregated, Mm -hmm. hugely. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it is... This is a big box to open, and it makes me really sad. Right, I don't want to have a special way out of what I had that other people can't. That really, really rubs me the wrong way, mm. and so I try not to do that. You know, when I go to meetings, a- AA meetings, I specifically try to avoid meetings that aren't in, aren't on the apps that we have on the phone, and that aren't in the, uh, in the directory because. It's super sad that, I mean, I've grown a lot. My life has been forever saved because of it. And there's no reason that I, uh, that other people shouldn't. I can't find a reason that other people shouldn't have that. And that's the cool thing about AA, right, is that it's yeah. free. If you go to the meetings that are on the list, it's free, right? Yep. You don't have to pay any money to go. And it's awesome.
0: What went wrong?
1: With when? That's happened a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. When, oh, when? God, that's
0: a loaded question. What re- What went wrong that caused you to... Seek getting help in the first place. Oh like, yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. just decide one day to stop.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful Saturday. Yeah, exactly. You my know, life is dope. Yeah. My my bank account's full. I'm gonna yeah, get go alcoholics anonymous.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't come in on a winning this streak. Is great.
1: Um, no, I was not on a winning streak, um, and then it turned into a winning streak. Aww. Aww. Uh, <laughs> um I. Uh, So everything, alcoholism is a progressive illness. And one of the ways that it is progressive is that the problems that I feel, I feel like I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. and getting over just by not feeling them because I'm getting loaded, that nothing is being fixed. They're Mm -hmm. just compounding on themselves more and more Mm -hmm. and more. Uh,
0: Gaining interest.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) That's for sure. And and then over time, over time, I'm trying to think of what happened. So I was studying photography abroad. Where'd you go? uh, Greece. A little island in Greece. Fancy. And and, uh, it was amazing. It's what I always wanted. And I kind of burned it to the ground in a way. There weren't grades, so I couldn't fail anything. But I just... Wasn't doing anything there and I put a relationship on hold here with a woman that I was really in love with and I was 18 So it was like the first big love. It was really cute. And then that ended and I um That was the straw that broke my back kind of Emotionally just because it wasn't only the breakup It was everything that I wasn't dealing with up to that point as well, right And I got and that's when I was drinking. I started drinking to like really end it Mm -hmm. like the party was done I was very aware of that, and I started going on these road trips up to San Francisco with friends of mine to go to these hip-hop shows and just party up in San Francisco, and I was coming down the I-5 once, and I didn't have any drugs or alcohol, and I convinced my friend to drive, because I knew that, like, that seven-hour drive without me having any chemicals in me was just going to be not good, and so I kind of sat in the shotgun, and he drove my car, and then there was this... Out of nowhere, it hailed. Maybe like an hour and a half, two hours south of San Francisco, it it hailed about like two inches in like seconds. And so no cars could do anything. There's nothing we could do to get out of the accident. We slammed into the back of this car, going like oh, 60 miles an hour, fifty miles an hour. We got hit from behind, and it's a big eighteen car pile up. And in the in the moments, I love how time like distorts. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 car crash time, and. The whole narrative of every time, every, every time I hurt somebody as a direct result of my relationship with alcohol or drugs kind of came flooding back into my psyche, but not only from my perspective, but from the perspective of the person that I did that rotten thing to, right? And, but all at once. That's how time works in our brains. It comes all at once. And I realized I had to do something, um, and if I made it out of that accident, I would do my best to stop. I didn't know anything about AA. This was probably like 2000. You know, there were no AA TV shows. It was <laughs> right. not. It was not right. a part of. And I love those AA TV yeah. shows, right? Um, and 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 uh, it's far more accessible to people now, which yeah. is great. But it wasn't a part of the narrative as it is now. And
0: did your parents know what was going on?
1: No. no. Okay.
0: So did you go to them and say, yeah. I need help." Yeah.
1: So so yeah. So basically, this big car crash happened. No, nobody got injured. What? Right, yeah. Um, we, we, wow. were, we were, it, it was wild. So we, uh, I don't want to take up too much space in this, but we can edit through this however you want. Um, it's a really beautiful story. I, I, uh, so I look at my friend. I remember looking at my friend. I could have made this part out, but I remember looking at, at my friend and he was looking at me and we were sliding probably like 40 yards in ice, knowing that we were going to hit this car going super fast and probably get hit from behind.
0: What kind of car were you in?
1: It was a Volvo. I uh, mm. love Volvos. No, yeah, if so I have like, kids, I'm buying Volvos yeah. for sure. And um, I remember looking at him and saying like, dude, if we make it through this, I need to stop. And I remember him saying, I'm for sure going to, I'm Irish, so I cry a lot. So get ready. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and uh, I remember looking at him and him looking at me and, and he said, yeah, me too, right? And we hit and we got hit from behind and we're spinning through the air like a 540 spin. And we were teetering off this, I don't know. 40, 50 foot embankment on the I-5 and uh, we got out of the car and the only injury on our side that, that I remember is the key nicked his knee, so a little scratch on him. It was wild, crazy. So we get out of the car and uh, it was a station wagon. We get out of the car and we go to the back and all the windows had been busted out of the station wagon in the back and all of our bags were laying on the ground next to each other like with the handles up as if somebody had, and if you asked him, his name's Ty, we're still super good friends. I mean, neither one of us hit our head we didn't black out. There wasn't time for someone to collect the bags and put them all next to each other, as if somebody had. So, like, that's what they, like, they were all lined up next to each other. It's crazy. And he was missing his backpack, and we were looking around, and his backpack, he, he, he was a, he's a musician, and he was up there buying records at Amoeba Records, and his backpack full of records got lodged under the axle to the car and that's what stopped us for from going off the at the embankment i don't know if the it i mean both was just safe it might have made it down the rolling down that embankment if his backpack wasn't there but we sh- for sure would have gotten hurt and maybe trapped and it was hailing and raining and stuff like that and he he probably has that backpack still he kept it for a very long time i think he had it framed for a little while it was, it was crazy
0: so you guys are like looking around for the backpack and you look under and mm-hmm. it's stuck
1: mm-hmm. and it It saved whatever was going to happen next from happening, right? I still don't know what I believe in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I still have problems capitalizing the G in God when I write it on paper. But, I, I mean, I... I couldn't even have made that up. No,
0: no. I mean, those are the types of things that we have to or that we get to experience where it's like I really don't have any explanation.
1: I don't think the universe conspires for my favor. I think for me, it's a selfish thing to say. That's totally awesome if other people think that. I think the universe happens in unison with itself all the time. And when I'm not thinking about myself, in the few moments that I'm not thinking about myself, I get to notice moments like that. That's what I think. I I really think that's how everything works all the time. And I'm so selfish that I'm blind to it sometimes. And when I think like this led to this, led to this, led to this for me, makes me think I'm saying that the universe is rotating for me. (laughs) It seems a little bit egotistical for me to say. I'm not trying to be critical of the way that people look at it but that's just my opinion. Yeah. So I knew the game was done, right? I made a promise to tie, and to whatever could have conspired to make that happen. And, uh, I kept getting loaded after that because I didn't know how to not do that. There was no narrative of anything else. Yeah. You know, there was no hope. I love my sister a lot and I always have, even when I was being a bad brother and I didn't want, So from that point, I was very suicidal. Like I would kind of wake up in the morning and get super loaded to turn the volume down Mm -hmm. in my head. And then within a few hours, it would turn back up and then it would just be a game of like, what can I do today to convince myself to not kill myself, right? For a good few months and it got to a point where I just couldn't do that anymore. And I really didn't want to leave my sister alone our family's very safe. It's not like a f- familial thing. I, I just, I'm a really good big brother, and I kind of honor that. I'm that way with women in AA, too. I'm that way with women out of AA. I'm just really, I'm a really good, safe space for people that haven't really experienced men that don't have ul- ulterior motives. And I'm really proud of that. And I didn't want to leave my sister alone. And so I asked my dad, what, what do I do? I don't know what to do. He says, call your doctor. And, and my doctor was Dr. Drew at the time, actually. That's, <laughs> that's the funny thing. This is pre his TV show. Um, was he
0: doing Loveline yet? He must yeah, have oh been, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. So I loved the love the Loveline. My mom was a teacher in high school and she was his teacher. And I asked her if she could call him for my 18th birthday so he could be my doctor because I loved the love the Loveline. And oh. she did. And, and he was. Yeah. And so he, he was my doctor for a long time. When I would get sick, I'd, I'd go see him and stuff like that. And, um, so I call call your doc. I just, isn't that cool? Well, it's cool, but it's also, well, uh, that's what people did back in the day. Right. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking
0: like, that isn't what most people, like now that's not what people would say. So that's why I was just like, oh yeah." yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, this is in 2000 or 2001. And, um, so I call him and he was like, well, do you, the phone it was really emotional. So this is a very distorted memory. But what I remember is I remember him saying something along the lines of, do you want to go to rehab? And I was like, what's rehab? And he told me what rehab is. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and he's like, do you want to go to AA? And I asked what AA is and he described it to me. And I was like, nope, not, that doesn't sound <laughs> like fun either. And then he, and he just said something along the lines of, well, there's a woman who's a therapist and she's the only person that I've ever met who can help people through this that don't want to go to treatment and don't want to go to AA? And I would assume that that's 2000. And she's been my therapist ever since, and it's now 1999, or no, it's now 2019. I was like, it's 1999. <gasps> sorry, yes? sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're we're gonna. It's 1999, and we're gonna go watch Scream in yeah, the theater yeah, after this. Yeah, I was this. just like, yeah.
0: okay, I can and, do and,
1: this. And 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 um and she eased me into AA. After a while. And so that's why I say it's been a holistic experience of recovery. Because without therapy, I would not be in AA. And without AA and the culture of growth that I'm honestly honored to be a part of, I would not have been inspired to stay in therapy for as long as I have. Right. You know what I mean? Right, yes. And there's a lot. I mean, AA is amazing. But there's a lot that I've experienced that AA isn't going to touch. You know yeah. what I mean, and and that might not be everybody else's truths, but that's definitely mine.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's part of like it's you know there's a holistic solution, yeah. right? It's like it's you know I always say when people take meds, like when when I talk oh, about yeah. medication, right? I say like, look, meds aren't the work; they're the thing that gets you to start the work. Right. They get totally. you to the starting. Line. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like important. and and they aren't the actual work in and of itself. And I feel like that's the same. It's like it's not the the work, yeah. the, the the experience of recovery and being sober is is a whole like if you Huge. really do it, it's this all these different Types of yeah. things that we do that we you know like we seek yeah. we you know we create. And it takes a long it time. It takes a long, a long time t- and a lot right. of you know, but it isn't just like I'm gonna go. Like it starts out that way. I should say it starts mm. out with whatever you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. But it if you're gonna stay a long time, it has to be more.
1: And you and and so the cool thing about it, you know, for something to take place of the progressiveness of alcoholism and addiction. It in itself, the solution, like the thing that's going to take its place, has to be equally progressive.
0: And right, you
1: know what I mean. That's
0: a good point.
1: And and so, the more I take drugs and drink, the further down I'll go, infinitely until I die. Right. And so, the more I truly believe, because I so relapse is a big part. After being sober for 16 years, I relapse. Right. And um, it's I'm very aware with very aware. With what I have to do to be a part of the progressiveness of recovery, right? And so the more I work and the longer I work on it means I can kind of infinitely grow and heal until I die in the same way, but just the opposite side of the yin and yang. Hi, I'm Peter Loeb, CEO and co founder of Lion
0: Rock Recovery. We're proud to sponsor the Courage to Change, and I hope you find that it's an inspiration. I was inspired to start Lion Rock. After my sister lost her own struggle with drugs and alcohol back in 2010, because we provide care online by live video, Lion Rock clients can get help from the privacy of home. We offer flexible schedules that fit our clients' busy lives, and of course, we're licensed and accredited, and we accept most private health insurance. You can find out more about us at LionRockRecovery.com or call us for a free consultation, no commitment, at 800-258. Six five five zero. Thank you. I think like to that point, you know, what's so interesting for me is like I so we got sober super mm-hmm, young mm-hmm. and you don't have much to lose like no. you don't it's, have much you you have to feel so terrible, yeah. right? But like you don't have kids, you don't no. have, you don't like you don't have anything. And what if you stay sober a long time, yeah. like we did and have. A couple things happen. Number one, you grow up.
1: Yeah. Right? So yeah. you like, as a human being. As a human right, being. Right, right, right. So right so like right. you go
0: through the natural cycle yeah. of like your 20s and yeah. actually becoming an adult, right? Yeah. So that's confusing because you don't know if that's like part of being sober or mm. part of it. Be- you don't know how much of it to equate to just mm-hmm. maturity mm-hmm. and how much to equate to, you know, this program that you're doing, right? And I'm that's sure it's a mixture yeah. of both. And then. You also get things, whatever that mm-hmm. is, relationships, mm-hmm. you jobs, like mm. all these different things. You get things to lose. And your mm. disease is progressive. Mm-hmm. And so over a period of time and you're young and all these different things, right? So you feel more invincible, say, than someone, you know, who, who's lived a lot more life. Yeah. So over time, you do less, right? You start to yeah. do less, right? You you grow up. You're like, yeah. oh, gosh, I've been doing that. You get bored with it. You grow up. You have more responsibilities. Yeah. You're trying to figure out how to oh, – I've been sober a long time. And I, I think – I got this. I got this. Mm. And I, what I see and what I've experienced is this. Like, mm. you know the saying, grow or go. Yeah. Like, you grow or you go. And it's
1: some old school shit. It's
0: some yeah. old school shit, but it's real. Yeah, it's super real. It's real. And, and the way I've experienced it is I – like, first of all, I use against my own will.
1: Yeah, totally. So, like... Often. But often. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. often as humanly yeah, yeah. possible.
0: But I'll do that. It's like, you take drugs and alcohol out of the picture. I'm not done. Yeah. I'll find what... Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I am... Yeah, that's great. I am...
1: Yeah.
0: I must be treating the, the ism yeah. at all times, because I will do, you know, whether it's sex, right. gambling, food, Shopping's a good shopping. One. Shopping's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't do that while you're married. Cause no. like, yeah,
1: there's other people whole complication. Your money. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but you, so you have this whole, you suddenly have things to lose. I yeah. never had right. things to lose. Totally. So you get to this new place of like, not only mm. are you completely sober, you so you feel everything right and mm-hmm. and you also have shit to lose now mm-hmm. so it's like a different experience you think you have it and you think you've done the work mm-hmm. that's the thing that i that like gets me and so you have to like yeah step step up the recovery to a new place yeah. or you you go down
1: i like yeah 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 that idea of done the work i've done the work yeah. puts it in past tense
0: right that's how i felt
1: right and and i and that's
0: cuz i thought like I've done the work.
1: I, so th- Look so, what I've done. Yeah. With,
0: look, look, guys, look what I've done with my
1: life. There's an interesting, this isn't written anywhere in any of the literature. And, and like, by no means do I live my life dictated exactly by what was written in the literature of AA. But I know that as a part of being an alcoholic, my, my view of the world is very distorted, <laughs> very distorted. And usually to my selfish means. And it's important for me to understand that, right? So I need a foundation of what I need to do to recover from alcoholism. It definitely doesn't have to be, you know, a 12-step recovery and AA has absolutely no monopoly on anything, right? right? But if you want, if you read the literature and if you want to experience what is what is described in the literature i have to do some things right more than just have a desire to stop drinking or i'm going to have a different experience that's not in the book right and, and so therefore not the aa experience right? right and and i um there's this idea that i've heard i haven't heard it down here but i heard it up in washington a lot that my recovery from alcoholism has a 24-hour half-life and I think that's a really neat thing that I never thought about. Like the idea that like what I do today might not have much to do with my recovery tomorrow. Right. And I don't think it's actually that extreme. Yeah. You, you know, however. I think,
0: but it's close. It's, right. I mean, that may be hyperbole, but it's not.
1: I'm a hustler and I'm really good at hustling myself. Right. And so if I think I could take one day off and nothing will happen, I'll... probably think I could take two and then four and then eight and then that's two and that's two weeks and then it's a month and then I'm yelling at traffic thinking that the lady in line and at the supermarket is literally in my way Mm -hmm. right that totally ignoring the fact that I'm just participating in the community of life Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but they're in my way this experience there's nobody else having an experience in the supermarket or in traffic except for me and it's right directly in my way Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and you know, the idea of what is it like to be an alcoholic without drugs and alcohol? I, I didn't really think about that a lot before. I I remember so taking a long time, a few years, without doing the steps and just being sober and doing all the AA stuff.
0: And you had some trauma early in sobriety.
1: Yeah. Oh, I did. Yes, I did. But that didn't come up. So I'll talk about that in a minute in linear time because that didn't come up until I relapsed and then was right was meditating oh. yeah yeah wild right crazy oh, that's
0: right okay. Crazy. okay
1: okay yeah yeah so so i'll fast forward through this cuz that's really interesting and i like talking about that so it's important to say that i didn't do the steps and i started getting sicker sober and something that makes me an alcoholic is when you take the drugs and alcohol away when you take the substances away my life a lot of the time will get worse <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? If I don't replace it.
0: Right. If we don't replace it with right, something. Yeah. Right. Because right. we are medicating something.
1: Totally. Yeah. So those nine-step promises that we read in meetings, like the, the – I totally forget them. I should I, – I've been in – We will
0: not it, regress uh, the past nor wish to shut the door on yeah. it. Yeah. We will know peace and we will suddenly realize – no, we'll know how to handle situations with you to baffle us. I
1: had it on oh my fancy okay, iPhone app, so it's a really good description of what yeah. it felt like to get loaded, <laughs> right? Because that has been illustrated to me that that is a description of treated alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know. And I was treating my alcoholism with alcohol. That's not written in the literature. That's a thought that I agree with in my personal experience. Mm-hmm. So that's not a universal foundation for everybody in Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and I say that exact phrase that I just say because I'm not, just because I've had an experience doesn't mean I'm a professional, right? Yeah. And, and, and I'm not speaking for all of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I say that because I just in case somebody is listening to this and has had a different experience, everybody that wants to recover from alcoholism is completely safe in Alcoholics Anonymous in having their own experience of recovery. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for me to say that. Yeah. So I got suicidal again when I had like three years sober. And I was doing really, really, really bad things to really, really, really nice people with like a with like year sober. And I was turning into that scared, you know, teenager. And I didn't know how to behave. And I didn't know how to react. And I didn't know how to, you know, my coping skills had not been rebuilt. And then I was in Philadelphia. My sister was graduating from college. And I wanted to escape so bad. And I was listening to a, a speaker tape of a guy. Um, and I made a promise to myself. These, promises i gotta stop making promises to myself they get me and they really changed my life a lot um so i i made a promise to myself that if i listened to this and i feel different i i hadn't felt different i hadn't felt not depressed not suicidal sober for a while right it had rebuilt itself as the foundation of my life it got stronger than that feeling of, mm-hmm. fe- of fellowship mm-hmm. and friendship that i described before so i said if i listened to this i uh would and i felt different i would um I would do the steps. I would recover from alcoholism. I was really scared of that process. I, d- I didn't know what would happen, but I knew that it would be different than this. And I listened to him and he told a completely different story than anything I'd ever experienced. I didn't relate to a thing that he said <laughs> about his physical world. Okay, right? right, right. But like his emotional world, Yeah, I had never related to anything as perfectly as that. And so I came back and I did the steps and I rocketed through and it was amazing. And I got a lot of congratulations Mm -hmm. and it puffed up my chest a lot and I started sponsoring people. That was amazing. And uh, the whole time I was kind of making it about myself, though, and I didn't even realize that's part of that distortion. Right. I didn't even realize. But a lot of the time I remember sponsoring people and thinking, like, am I doing this right? Right. Being just as concerned about my personal standing as their recovery. And telling people these grand stories because people would applaud. It feels really mm-hmm. good to be applauded mm-hmm. after you've been such a lonely human. Right. It feels really good to, to... That phrase that we said before, like, let the bridges we burn light, light our way. Like, that's a really positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can move forward with those experiences. However, I can really get addicted to feeling good, you know, and stop thinking about other people. So over... Probably so I did that and it was I didn't hurt anybody within that process You know, I I I actually helped a lot of people get sober and a lot of them are still sober and I did some amazing things with my life, you know, like I, I, this entire time my parents and like my family and I have been, you know, rebuilding our relationship and and we're like wildly in love with each other. It's amazing. I live with them. I, I'm the cool kid on the block. I'm the 38 year old single man, <laughs> $40,000 in, in school debt, living with my parents. Um, but they're inviting me back in their life. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. in, it's incredible. Yeah. So you were talking before about all these things that you get, you know what I mean? And I started focusing on that a lot more than actual AA and recovery. And I didn't think about the fact that I could even get, I mean, I, I, I was so broken when I came in and it took some time, but then I was not broken, mm-hmm. you know? And the only way that I got to that point is through the work that I did in therapy and in Alcoholics Anonymous. And I kind of forgot that, you know? And so I stopped. This is a story I've heard a million times, but I'm going to be a part of that is that I stopped going to to the thing that gave me everything. And I started going to the things that I got for for peace and comfort. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't give any peace and comfort. It's just these like temporary fixes and stuff like that. And so over years, I stopped going to AA so much and, um, and I drank. I forgot I was an alcoholic for about a half a second. I was on a train going to Olympia. Mm hmm. From Thanksgiving and in, in in the moment I was offered whiskey and I forgot I was an alcoholic. It's was wild. That's
0: the stuff that terrifies me. It's
1: so be, be be scared.
0: No, that's the stuff that terrifies yeah. me.
1: It's crazy. I had this big grand thing of like, oh, when I
0: drink. And you were sixteen years somewhere.
1: Yeah. 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 Sixteen and a half. And so probably for, I don't know, five years. So like how
0: long had it been since you'd gone to a meeting?
1: I, I was going to about a meeting a week or a meeting every other week. And I was not praying or meditating.
0: Or like just involved. You're right. The vessel was there.
1: Right. I was sponsoring people, but it's it's it's
0: okay. So you weren't completely out.
1: No, 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 no. But I I wasn't. It was all for me. You know what I mean? It was all for me, kind of.
0: So, like, it's kind of like the story, like, literally you were offered. Yeah. And you just said yes.
1: Over 16 years, I can't imagine how many times I've been offered a drink.
0: That's why. That's thousands upon thousands
1: upon thousands. That's, upon thousands that's of thousands. why
0: I'm asking because yeah. it is not, I mean, I've been offered more than a drink and yeah, it's still, you know, totally. you just.
1: Yeah, I, I, the narrative of the possibility of drinking instilled itself in me. Like, just the wonder of what would happen if I drank you know, years prior, and, and I always just thought of it as a joke, and I never told anybody about it, and I, and I never told my sponsor about it or my therapist about it. And so this is what it's like to be an alcoholic when, when, when I'm not drinking, right? I mean, I, I gave everything, all of me, to drinking and doing drugs, and then I was not giving all of me. I, I was giving the minimal amount of me to Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and that I'm not very good at math. I'm a book guy. I'm a word guy, but that equation does not equal out. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, and you know, I had this big grand idea of if I relapse, it like something catastrophic, like my family's gonna die in some accident, and I'm just gonna go out and like explode Pasadena around me. It's gonna be yep, a crater totally. where Pasadena once was. Totally. And I'm gonna come back to A, it's gonna be a parade, and there's grand, it's gonna be a plotting, it's gonna be great. All ego based, right? Oh, no, I get it. Um, but I just forgot I was an alcoholic because I, I, I had no foundation of growth and recovery i had this false foundation of just maintaining right Mm -hmm. and looking to outside influences to fix what was going on inside and i drank and in the moment that i drank um
0: oh my god i can't even imagine because it's so i
1: only drank for a day
0: which I right. also can't even this imagine. moment
1: that I'm gonna describe in a minute, but keep saying what you're gonna say. yeah, yeah,
0: I just it's so I've been I, I literally have I, I, i've I've, I've yeah. been on the train, like yeah, the yeah, equivalent yeah. of the train, yeah. and had the drink offered and thought no one would know. Like I've been yeah. in the situation, but I haven't I had enough. there was still enough that I said, you know, but I but there's still enough that I said no, but but I can s- distinctly see. A scenario where I made that – where I make that decision and I drink and then I'm like, oh my –
1: like
0: I literally would – I don't know what – I wouldn't know what to do. There would only be It was not a conscious decision
1: to drink. Right, That's the crazy part.
0: So when did you realize you would drink?
1: (laughs) I I wish it was some like awesome blackout like I woke up like – But I
0: mean were you just like – you put it down like, oh no.
1: No, I drank it um, and I had the same experience like I had in that car crash where like the entire narrative of my life prior to AA, no, prior to recovery, I should say, prior to recovering from alcoholism. I mean, every good thing that had ever happened to me came as a result of coming into AA. And I forgot that. Uh, it's very easy to forget that. And it was, I, I was, in that moment, I was very aware of that. Um, How
0: did you only drink for a day? <laughs> did you? Have- well,
1: I had that moment, right? I, so I had that moment where the entire narrative of every, from the moment, from, from, from being a kid, everything that I described to you, right, came at once into, into me, including all the amazing, and like being friends with you, knowing Brandon, knowing all these amazing people and getting this wild life by participating in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, That's what it's like to be an alcoholic. Like, when I say I forgot that I was an alcoholic, I don't mean I forgot that I was a crazy alcoholic. I mean that I forgot that being an alcoholic in AA means growth and means being a part of this amazing community where, where we are literally there only to help each other, right? Like, we're there for ourselves to clean up the mess. You know, that's what the first eight and a half, nine steps are about. And then for me in the ninth step, it starts being about how I can participate in other people's lives. And so I'm there to help other people and other people who are there to help me. I, 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 it's a very special thing that we have. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like to be an alcoholic. When I mean, I forgot what it was like to be an alcoholic. Right. And, um, cause I wasn't selfish for 16 and a half years. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it was wild. So all that came rushing to me all in an instant. Time, again, is distorted in your head when you have these moments. And I realized that the best possible outcome that would happen if I were able to drink like a normal person is I would drink like a normal person, <laughs> which is really boring. Right? It's, it's sitting, you, you know, my, right. my parents have this cocktail hour. Yeah. They're as normal as normal can be. At 530 every night, they sit down and they make little cocktails and they just talk about the day, right? That's beautiful. It's, adorable. It, it's super adorable. It's so I am,
0: like what I like would talk myself into.
1: I have absolutely no interest in participating in that lifestyle. <laughs> um, I want to I want to I want to like drive 400 miles an hour. Oh,
0: I so want to drive 400 I miles wanna an hour. I want
1: to go crazy. Oh,
0: that's why I'm like you you went out for a t- like I
1: So I don't know when alcoholism is gonna talk to me and convince me to drink. Yeah. I, I I don't know how it's gonna talk to me. Oh, yeah. I don't know when it's, it's gonna talk to me. It's
0: been pretty. I, you're right. right. I've been surprised when I've, I was like,
1: absolutely, it's when I've been like, it's talking to me. It's
0: talking to me. Yeah. I gotta go. Help. help.
1: help. Right. <laughs> right. So the problem is that's going to happen often. Yeah. Probably daily. So that's why my recovery has a 24-hour lifespan. Right. It's, it's become because when I'm minimizing the things that turns the volume down mm-hmm. in that voice, I'll be on a train and that voice will come in super hot and talk to me in like a super sexy voice, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Oh, you're just,
0: if you drink, don't worry
1: about it. (laughs) Right. This is, this is what you want. This is what you've been Yeah, exactly. It sounds like that. Do
0: you know what this tastes like? Right.
1: Gold. Yeah. You want to be normal. Yeah. Um,
0: everyone around you. Yeah.
1: They want you to drink it too. Right. right. (laughs) They're all thinking about you just as much as you're thinking about yourself. Um, Yeah, I've I don't know that I've ever wanted to do like one of anything, ever, of anything that I've ever wanted to do in recovery, well recovered, half recovered, before recovery. <laughs> I'm I'm just not interested in doing that. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. We we get to do amazing things. Like when we go to school, we dominate at school. For sure. Because of that. It's this incredible, beautiful characteristic that we can harness through mm-hmm. but through, must be harnessed. Yeah, must be harnessed. And so That is why I only drank for a day is because you just knew. Yeah, I knew I had two choices at that point that I would either have to be boring and normal or fucking amazing and grow exponentially, infinitely. And
0: so you. okay? so funny you say that, because I was like, oh, so they're only what I thought was there are only two choices after what happens. Right. Right. One. (laughs) You like, I don't know what you were into, but if it's sure. me, I got to go and get everything. <laughs> right. I got to go try all the new things, Start. you know, like, yeah. like yeah. we, I have a lot of work. Smoking dates.
1: bath spiderwebs. Yeah, web, like yeah bath <laughs> yeah. spiderwebs.
0: I have to, yeah. Like, what,
1: whatever the kids yeah, are doing Whatever these the days.
0: kids are doing. Crocodile. I No, yeah. whatever. Like, oh, I,
1: yeah, that's wild. I,
0: yeah. Like, uh, so like that. So when you said that, I'm like, yeah, there's only two options. So my two options were you got to like you, you yeah. have some making up, you know, make yeah. up some time here. You got to go hard. Or you have to get sober. But what's yeah. interesting is your two thoughts were is this is either going to be normal and boring because yeah. I don't want normal right. or. Well,
1: no, I I knew that the best outcome would to be normal and boring, which I have no interest in. Right. But the probable outcome right. w- would be disastrous. Right. OK. Um, horrible. Right. Or I can kind of reintegrate back into that. Like the beautiful community of infinite growth and recovery that we have, right? And the potential to share this experience with other people and watch other people kind of change their lives and participate in that happening in other people. Most importantly, participate in that happening in other people or those other two, Mm -hmm. right? And so the fact that I even contemplate that idea of which of those three do I want to do might indicate the fact that I am, in fact, quite an alcoholic.
0: Oh, you can't convince me that I. That, you know what I mean. That contemplating all three wouldn't be a difficult
1: decision. Totally right. <laughs> and so I don't like whiskey, and what? it was terrible train whiskey. It was Amtrak whiskey. Oh God. And so uh, um, I want. I, I like. I'm fancy, and I like gin and tonics. So I had two gin and tonics, and I just sat with that through the day, and um, I didn't. And this last time I drank, and then it came. I sat in meetings and shook and was scared and got a new sponsor up in Olympia. And we, it was amazing. And, and I, you know, it felt like, you know, I'm a human being, so I'm selfish by nature. So I'm not going to say I'm not selfish anymore. But it felt like this lens of me, 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 that I was kind of viewing my entire existence up to that point. It felt like I had a moment of awakening within that where I knew that the only way to not have that happen again was to like really make it not 100% about me. Yeah. And make it as much about other people as humanly possible, right? Specifically because all these ideas and stories that I never related to in that moment, I totally related to. So I knew that I was a part of a shared experience from that point on. Yeah. And and so what you're talking about, like the trauma that I experienced at, at the beginning, um, I uh, was so scared coming back to AA. Oh, I bet. Like, I had so much ego. I, 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 I've i stayed yeah.
0: sober just so I don't have to be a new co- – like, oh, I have dear. not drank.
1: It's so scary having oh. time. Whew. Like, I have to – how I speak of the world around me is how I speak about myself and to myself. And so I consciously say – or I consciously don't say I lost 16 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. Um, I just gained a new experience, I guess I'll, I'll say. Those 16 years were not mine in the first place to lose. They weren't, they're not an object. I lose, I buy the cheap Nalgene bottles because I lose them often. <laughs> That's not what I do. That's not what you do with, right. with experience, right? So, so nothing's lost in my experience. And other people experience long, long relapse. Un- unfortunately, a lot is lost, right? And uh, so I was overwhelmed by anxiety. I felt lost and I didn't know what to do, but I had experiences from AA, right? I knew that if I pray and meditate, it would calm me down. It would take a while because I hadn't done it in a long time. So it's important to say also that these practices, these prayers and meditations are not like Tylenol, like they're not spiritual Tylenol. You know, like I don't feel stressed out, do that and it's fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, I do it often so that I get less stressed out and less triggered by things that would normally stress me out.
0: Tylenol. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: I'm good with words. What yeah, are you gonna say? I love it. Um and 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 um that was I got a big old ego too, in case you didn't realize that. <laughs> I'm I'm good with words, what are you gonna say? And 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 um so uh
0: so you you had you Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So
0: you get sober, you freaking, you know.
1: I was freaking out, I was losing my mind. Um but I was going to meetings and I knew to rush to meetings and I was sitting and I was meditating, long meditations, 20, 30-minute meditations, guided meditations sometimes. There's a, an infinite amount of different types of meditations. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But I was doing it in a way of calming, introspective searching, right? The idea of meditation, This this idea of meditation being deep contemplation, specifically because of alcoholism. You know, the big book was written in the late 30s. This Eastern idea of meditation hadn't really integrated into mainstream America until the counterculture went east in the 60s. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I did a lot of research in that moment to be like, how can I meditate for my alcoholism? You know what I mean? And so what, what did they do pre-Zen Buddhist kind of yoga-based? We're so lucky to have all these new kinds of ideas, but they didn't have that back then you know so 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 the idea of like sitting making a safe space to contemplate what is it like to be an alcoholic without alcohol in me now you know and so I so I did that often daily often and I realized that when I was new the first time in 2001 there was this dude that that made me and my buddy George think that he was creating a safe space being an older guy in AA Uh, and he sexually assaulted us at different at different times. And my brain did interesting things with that. Uh, interesting thing with that. He, um, I remembered it happening, right? So I know what this association is. And I know how memories change. I, I kind of spoke about that. But this I remembered clearly, right? And I didn't realize until 16 and a half, close to 17 years after it happened, that it actually was sexual assault, right? And, and we were just there. Um, and he, you know, he held me down and, you know, he, he, he grabbed at, you know, my, my private parts and I threw him off and I, and I left this last time I saw him. And I, and, and, and I remember that I've always remembered that clearly. Um, but the truth of it, the capital T truth, the actual truth was not associated with that until I was practicing those meditations. And it's, so this is the power of meditation, contemplative meditation, Is that somehow in all these experiences that I've described in what the however many hour and a half hours that we've been talking about this, a safe space within my heart was created where I could actually realize what that was.
0: What was what did you think it was like what had you come I
1: mean I I'm a am ai was a dude growing up in the nineties, you know what I mean? And like No,
0: but like uh, you were like, dude, get off me. Like that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um I thought it was that.
0: No label. There was no label. Right. Right,
1: um, And it wasn't that.
0: And how, what did that experience, so like you named it, right? Yeah. You did this deep. And I was
1: confused, right? And I was confused because I, like, why didn't I remember that? Or why didn't I realize what it was Yeah, for years? Yeah. And I called people and I was like, oh, my God, I just realized this. How
0: did you know? Th- oh, so you called the, d- the other dude? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, me too? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and Had I t- he
0: realized what it was? No, he knew what it was. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, you know, called friends to, uh, to double check that I, I met. Because this is a serious thing to say about somebody. Oh, for sure. Very serious. Like, you don't claim this unless you know it's the truth. Not my truth, not his truth, but that, what actually happened, right? And every single person I talked to met me with you know, love and compassion and said like, that's really bad. Like, that's really terrible. And I'm really sorry, but I still had this thing in me. Like, I don't know if that's what actually happened. How can I, how can I find this if this is true? And then I couldn't sleep for three nights. Right. And so that is what told me, like when my, the way I look at the world, a lot of the time can be distorted by fears and, and stuff like that. It not always is, but it can be, but when you don't sleep for three nights that's your body physically telling you that this is something that actually happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't doubt this. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And, if, and
1: this is something that you got to heal from.
0: And right. it's something that, you know, the other person who was around exper- like yeah. had the same experience, right. you know? So right. you can add all those things together to know that.
1: Right. So to recover from alcoholism this time, I had to work a, a four step over that guy and learn how to forgive him. If you call it forgiveness. I still think he sh- should burn in hell. And I absolutely never want to talk to him again. And a lot of the time I do wish the worst for him, you know? But forgiveness, forgiveness doesn't mean I'm gonna like somebody or I'm gonna hang out with somebody. You know, forgiveness is like, that dude's sick. Uh, I do my best to wish the best for him. But a lot of the time, I just don't even think about him anymore. Yeah. And, and he is a rotten piece of shit for doing that to me. Because you don't do that by mistake, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to me, my friend, whoever else, he did that too, and that's the truth. Oh yeah, you I know mean, what I mean? I yeah. mean, I think. Look how I'm holding my hands. Like when I yeah. when I say this story, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What the body will physically do.
0: You know, I think a, a couple things come to mind for me. Mm. Obviously, I'm really sorry that happened, and Thanks. um, you know, I had a similar, you know, a, a similar mm. experience um, where I thought I was safe. I was sober. I was like, this doesn't happen when you're not sober. Like I'm sober. Like how could this Mm. happen? Yeah. And
1: I wonder if it's a deserve thing.
0: Well, I was like,
1: you know, like, like we don't, we're doing all this work. We're sober. We don't deserve for this to happen. Well, I was like,
0: this doesn't happen when you're sober. This is a, this is a drunk thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like that was my, Mm. I was so shocked. I wasn't, I just, and what I'm thinking is. My assumption was, and this is uh, tell me if yeah. you jive with this, my assumption was that because you know of my, of m- me being sober and this other person, I assigned him uh, uh, safe qualities yeah what you know right. he wasn't in, in, in program, but I assigned him safe qualities. I assumed I was safe like it mm-hmm. never occurred to yeah, me totally 100%. to protect myself right. However, if I had been in many other situations, yeah. I would have protected, I was always protecting yeah, myself, right? right? So right. part of the trauma yeah. was about it's this that trust. Is that yeah. like you opened up this trust, you thought yeah. you were safe, and it turned out you were wrong. Right. And guess what? You still don't can't tell what people it, you still not trustworthy, you know, whatever. And, and being sober isn't a protect, like a protective shield.
1: It's, I mean, I've, and you have too, We've seen very sick people, very obviously, obviously sick people. And we see those people and we say, that is a very unsafe person, yeah. right? right? I am not going to be alone in exactly. a room with that. And then we feel safe. And then we feel right? safe. And right. you feel yeah. like you- The tr- really insidious know- ones.
0: Right. That's where, that's where it really I, gets you.
1: I think my forgiveness comes into play where I, I don't think, I don't know, but I think, I do think he was very sick and I think he is very sick still. I don't know that he woke up. And said, those two boys over there, I'm going to hunt them down. It's going to take months and months and months. And I'm going to try to do this to them. I don't know that he said that. I know that very a lot of the time, very sick people are just along for the ride in the sick vessel. Mm-hmm. And they might not have a lot of control over what they're doing. Yeah. I, that is not forgiving him for what he's doing by any no, means. No, I,
0: I completely you know agree I mean? with
1: you. People are sick in different ways. Totally. Uh, I still want him to burn in hell for an incredibly long <laughs> amount of time. But... I don't know. I don't believe his intention was to do that when he first, when we first started hanging out. Right. Because I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I don't.
0: But there's something about this idea that you can't trust yourself.
1: Totally. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I, you know, I've dated one person since then and I cared about her a lot. And unfortunately, like right when I, Realized I had to move back to L.A. from Olympia. I I was planning on staying up there forever. You know, that was kind of the beginning of the end of the relationship. But I, 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 I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this will change. So this is one of the places where therapy and A.A. have a huge benefit, like talking about this stuff to my therapist on a weekly basis and talking to people in A.A. on a weekly basis, kind of integrating both methods of healing and growth. Have a tremendous effect on this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, I haven't really, I haven't been interested in dating at all. Why? Since then, since, I don't know if it's an unsafe thing. Yeah, I don't know if I just moved back and I'm still trying to kind of integrate back into L.A. You know, on, on like an emotional level, I don't.
0: But you haven't been interested in dating anybody for a long time, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. Since so that relationship ended, it hurt a lot I ended it because I just had to move back to LA it feels like a lot of things joined together to make and I'm sure this will change I'm sure sure I'll be open to it but it's just I'm just kind of naming the effects of Uh, all of these things happening Mm -hmm. right yeah and I do think that a lot of it probably has to do with the feeling that like I feel really safe with friends you know and and again, like I said before, I'm a really, really good big brother to people that are actually my sister or not or women that aren't. But I don't know that I have any interest in dating anybody. And it's really interesting hmm. to see the correlation between that because it was never that before this happened.
0: Interesting. You know? Yeah.
1: Maybe I'm just – I mean maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> this is just my perception. <laughs> um, no, but
0: I mean it does have an effect and I think, you know, yeah. I mean – Unfortunately, it's a very real part. I yeah, mean, the yeah. whole Me Too movement, right? Like it's right. a very real part of what goes on and I think that women are in some ways more conditioned mm. to deal with it yeah. and to know it's going to happen. Yeah. And we're we're always afraid. Yeah. We're we're raised to not, right. you know, to not go in dark places that little, yeah. you know, boys can It's just a very different experience and so when something like that happens, it was like, oh, that's a nev- it's 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 almost inevitable.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's a very I mean, it's a sad thing to say. It's it a is. Sad it thing. makes
1: me really sad yeah. to hear. It's, this it's a sad it is. thing yeah. to say.
0: But if you were to ask any woman about like any about what they do when they're around, walk to the car, walk to like any like you are constantly aware that you mm-hmm. that you can you. Can be preyed on. That is just is just something you yeah. understand intrinsically. And so when something mm. happens, mm. there's an understand like it's Oh, I see what you're saying. There's yeah, an right. understanding that that happened, and it ha- like that thing I was preparing mm. for.
1: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: That thing I was preparing for. That's that thing true. I knew could happen. That thing, like it's oh, really... it's a part of our narrative. Yeah. So when we when it happens, it was not
1: a part of my narrative. Exactly. Under, under any and so the men
0: I know mm. where that's happened, it's like it's not a part of their narrative. It's so groundbreaking. Mm. It's so yeah, yeah, yeah. shocking. Totally. It's it it changes everything. Like it doesn't change everything in our world in the yeah. same way. I mean, it changes things, but totally. not yeah. not like that right. we knew right you you had no idea, you know yeah. like it's just and so it's a it's just you know it's a it's a brutal realization, yeah. and it does change you, but I think that for men, you know you're you didn't mm. realize you were you were that prey. It was possible yeah, you yeah, that yeah. you like that that was it's even, a
1: really good way to look at it. I appreciate you saying that, yeah, yeah, I'm always interested in gathering kind of. Yeah. I, I do some context about this because I do. I, 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 I mean, I do think most of it is moving back to L.A., you know, like the not wanting to date and and moving's emotional. But I do feel alone in my experience because there's not a lot of guys that like to talk about this out loud. Right. Which part? About like the sexual assault and stuff like yeah. that. You know, I have George. That's why I say that. Uh, George had the same experience, and we talk often about it. Yeah. Um, and, and, um,
0: do you think it's why you drank again?
1: Oh, that's a good question. It did come up immediately after I right. started meditating again. Like,
0: you were not going huh. to acknowledge it, and therefore, something that had to shake your world and cause you to restart had to happen in order for you to dig deep enough to get this thing out that was, that was.
1: Maybe. You know? Yeah. That's a gangrenous. really, that's a really good way to put that. I don't know that there's any one thing that makes any alcoholic. drink. <laughs> yeah. No, it's You know true. what I mean? I mean,
0: we like to drink, so right, that's right, right. All, always yeah, there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it makes sense when you put it like that. It makes a lot of sense. That's what I'll say. It was definitely one of the reasons. Now, For sure. You're now right, that right. you look at that in that context, that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do... You know, time takes time and healing takes time. And, you know, this is a progressive thing. And we've talked earlier about how, like, recovery takes time. And in my experience, the combination of recovery and therapy definitely strengthens and speeds up that process. So I do, like... On a daily basis, I do feel myself more interested in, in kind of, like, coming out of, like, my hermit shell mm-hmm. and, and and like, dating and kind of integrating. Because I am missing out, like, I am missing out on a shared experience of love that you can only get from dating, right? I think, right? Like, I love my friends a lot. I love my parents a lot. I love my family a lot. But the bond that you can have with somebody that right. you, you, like, fall in love with is super special. Yes. Really, really beautiful and really special. Um, And I do feel myself often walking more towards that the longer I'm in Los Angeles and the longer that I have that my foundation in Los Angeles is built, you know, because I've only been back since June.
0: Right. Yeah. And and moving, like you said, is an emotional.
1: (laughs) Well, that's one of the reasons that made me drink also is moving up to Olympia because there's only a few months. Right. Yeah. There were a lot of reasons that made that happen. But um
0: what does so your recovery look like now?
1: I do my best to go to a meeting every single day. I have two years next month. And, and, and I, I just don't see a reason to not chase this the way that I did. Like the day I, when I got back to Olympia and I was scared and shaking in the, in the meetings. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. There's no reason to, you know? And do you? I, speak- again, I'm a single guy that lives at his parents' house. I know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of like super wild, awesome, fun things. I, you know, my, my life is very calm. I work at a. I've worked at bookstores. Oh,
0: you're are you back at the same?
1: At Romans, yeah. No, 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 no. I was at Romans, and and I'm over at Book Soup now. Okay. It, it's the same company. Okay. But I'm over in, in West Hollywood. I remember.
0: I always remember that that you had your bike and that you and
1: I still ride bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot. That's like cool. every
0: time I think of you, I think of of your
1: bike, yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So I, uh, my life. I go to a meeting often. On my days off, sometimes I go to two. I don't really have a good reason not to. I. Okay. So seriously,
0: uh, you're describing this like, like living at home with your parents. It's pretty
1: dope. So dope. That's really good. I love you it. Ride bikes I in LA. So, I, I used to make so much fun of it.
0: And like work at a bookstore yeah, and go to pretty, meetings. I'm like. Yeah.
1: It's fantastic.
0: Sign me up. Yeah, that's fantastic. Legit. That like when yeah. I go on vacation, yeah. like vacation yeah. air quotes. Um, usually that's like kind yeah. of what that looks like. It's I'm great. hanging out with my parents, yeah. going to meetings, reading books, right. and hiking. It's super that's it. good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, uh, you know, one of the ways that I meditate is I exercise a lot. I think like physical movement is how we can learn a lot about our bodies. How I hold my muscles when I run it tells me a lot about what I. Like if I'm anxious and I'm not willing to feel it emotionally, my body will tell me that Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So I run a lot. I ride bikes pretty often. I'm getting to. I just got my college diploma in the mail. Maybe like
0: congratulations. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. It's it's amazing. If you can wait, go to school when you're old. It's wonderful. You're just as old as your teachers. I I, I was just as old as my teachers, and so we just became friends. It was amazing. Oh my god, it's great. I'm getting into a master's in teaching program. Oh, cool. I'm going to start applying in L.A. soon. I'm still a resident here, so I get cheap school at certain schools, which is great. So I can teach high school English, take that book nerdiness to another level. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. My, I mean, my life and my existence right now looks like the entire foundation of my life is just recovery in every way possible. Yeah. I just... and And it's not graceful and it's not fun all all the time it's super sloppy you know and it's definitely not perfect i love it when people at meetings like i don't do this perfectly it's like well yeah you're this the you're literally the the book that tells us how to recover from alcoholism literally says you're not going to do this perfectly right so you are doing it perfectly right by not doing it perfectly you know what i mean yeah i'm very resistant to a lot of things but you know that phrase again it keeps coming up Like, let the bridges we burn light the way. Like, it's not really about me and how I feel about do I want to do these things that help me recover and help me exist in this space of communal growth. It's not about do I want to do them, you know what I mean? It's about, like, I don't want to be on that train again, Yeah. you know? I don't want to have those last few days again, you know? I don't want to do that a lot more than I don't want to, like, sit quietly for t- 10 minutes minute. right, right I know so just right. cranky baby something yeah. I don't want to sit quietly like when I'm working and doing things like I don't want to do this I want to do anything but this right now mm-hmm. like, like when I'm doing things that I have to do like responsibilities and then I'm offered like okay it's time to sit and meditate quietly and not do that stuff that you just said you don't want to do I don't want to do that yeah. you know that yeah. big old king baby sometimes but yeah just accepting all of that you know like Melanie Beattie is somebody that I read a lot about the gifts of imperfection and I think that should be, honestly, I think that should be basic, basic literature for any sort of community of growth, any sort of 12 step, however many step, I don't really care. <laughs> any group of people that are, that's trying to grow, like learn how to do it in the naturally flawed way that we're just supposed to exist here. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. Like when I am not talking about it right now, when I get in my car and go eat or go to traffic and go hang out with my friends and my parents, like. I'm going to be back in a real world where it's not glamorous to tell these stories and it's not fun yeah. and it's not exciting. And, I, and it's going to get really, really real. And I feel really happy when I'm sharing my experiences in situations like this right now. But the best that it'll ever get me is to the status of a normal human being. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't make me special or more equipped to deal with life than a normal person. It'll get me to a normal Person, Right. Right. And then what that normal person, what I deal with at that normal person level is, you know, all feelings. I have access to all feelings at that point. That's the best situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about eternal growth and love and compassion. But the access to that for us is so different than anything that we've experienced so for us it feels like it is wild blessings that we get right so what i'm saying is i'll go out and i'll be happy and sad and angry at certain people and you know exhausted because i've been driving too much and all and all this stuff welcome back yeah right so much traffic oh my god two years i didn't know it could grow that much in two years it's crazy but yeah i yeah that my life is awesome and I forget that sometimes, but it's really, really, really special. You know, I've had a lot of experiences that I wouldn't have been able to experience were I sober or were I not sober, I should say, you know, and I have a lot of groups of friends. I have friendships in Los Angeles. I have friends that I've known since I was four years old. I'm 38 years old. It's so cool. crazy. And I get to hang out with these people and share these big grand narratives. I like the idea of having a grand, narrative. like I have a grand narrative with alcoholics anonymous. You know, I have experience in all avenues of alcoholics anonymous at, at this point. And it's a pretty cool thing to not have questions about what happens if this happens, mm-hmm. and, you know. I don't know that I know how to help people through that cuz it's not like knowledge it's not like reading a book and learning calculus. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like having experiences and just trying not to crash the ship into the emotional oh rocks. God. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good, it's a good deal. I mean,
0: I mean, it's amazing. Like the things you've been through and the, and the coming back in a day. My face
1: getting taken apart, put back together. uh, Your fear. Is that on the list? Oh yeah. This is a good one.
0: Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had the surgery when I was 26. I had six years sober and, and I had an underbite, right? And they were going to take my face apart and put it back together. Rebuild my whole jaw structure because it was causing arthritis and TMJ.
0: You're giving me a heart attack. My son has an underbite.
1: And, and what happened to me is that, I mean, you know, I did it, and it was crazy, and it was scary. My whole head's, I was on morphine. Pure morphine drip for three days in the hospital. Oh,
0: that sounds amazing. It
1: was. I, it was not. It was so disappointing. I, know, I was I know. so disappointed. Actually, you're right. Because I was when so you're in pain, it just put me to yeah, sleep. Yeah, it, it did yeah, exactly what it's supposed, supposed to. to do, and it yeah. does it really well. No,
0: it's very incredibly effective. effective. Yeah, but it doesn't get you right. high if you're in pain.
1: No, and uh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with that. And and um, you know, I was on a lot of coding for a while, and my whole head was swollen. Like it looked like it looked like I had a fat suit from my eyeballs down. <laughs> Um And uh, the swelling like went less and less and less, but it went into a face that I didn't recognize. Yeah. Because it's a whole new jaw structure. So there's a whole new rebuilding of a physical identity that way. And I was very insecure about how I talked before I had, I had a lisp and, and I noticed it. Um And uh yeah, there's so much that just happens over time.
0: Yeah. I mean, life, yeah. life happens, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. And the only way that I have any ability to deal with it is by seeking some sort of growth, be it therapy, spirituality, you know, AA recovery or all of a mix of all of it together. Yeah.
0: Which is pretty much the best thing.
1: Yeah. For me.
0: Di- diversify.
1: For this jackass, it's pretty much the best, <laughs> the best mix, I think.
0: Well, we're so grateful yeah. that you came and and talked to us. And, and yeah, yeah it was really good. And I'm, I'm sure that there are people out there who are going to relate to all aspects of your story.
1: I hope so. There's a safe space for all of you here, I guess. Yeah. That's what I would want to say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. The Courage to Change, a recovery podcast, would like to thank our sponsor, Lion Rock Recovery, for their support. Lion Rock Recovery provides online substance abuse counseling where you can get help from the privacy of your own home. For more information, visit www.lionrockrecovery.com podcast. Subscribe and join our podcast community to hear amazing stories of courage and transformation. We are so grateful to our listeners and hope that you will engage with us. Please email us comments, questions, anything you want to share with us, how this podcast has affected you. Our email address is podcast at lionrockrecovery.com. We want to hear from you.